podcast in the last episode we heard a story about Tanisha and Aurangzeb how Aurangzeb was essentially creating an excuse to leave Delhi because of Shaheed Matidas we also heard about the Guru's family streaming into Nandapur Sahib how Guru Gobind Singh was leading the training the martial training there instructing people on how to use muskets the guns of those times the bows and arrows swords and spears etc and how everybody was busying themselves in this training Chapter 9 now begins describing how in this manner Sikh congregations would arrive daily to obtain the Darshan divine side of the Guru wherever in domestic and foreign lands wherever the news reached about the coronation of the new Guru they all came to an unforeseen Ram Kaur was reciting these wondrous stories so all listeners listened to them as such Ram Kaur was explaining to the congregation the Guru kept me close by his side looking at my desire to be there he was graceful upon me Every now and then I would go back to my own village of Ramdas near Amritsar and the congregation in that region would come to my house. After that I go back to the guru watching the great feats and adventures of the guru I was so happy. Day by day the guru's glory would expand ever more. All the military equipment and necessities were accumulating. Whatever horses and weapons the six would bring they would offer them to the guru and they would bow their heads. Guru Gobind Singh would be so delighted and give out great happiness and bliss to them, fulfilling all of their great desires. Every day, six from far off lands would arrive there, receiving the darshan of the Guru, which flowed up great happiness within them. So, just as a side note here, Santok Singh, the author of this text, is utilizing source material that was written from the stories of Ram Kaur. So, Ram Kaur was an associate of Guru Gobind Singh. He's from the lineage of Baba Budha Ji. and he had described their name Saib Singh and they together made a text in the 18th century and that is one of the sources that Santok Singh is pulling from for this text going back to the story the guru then from their exalted mouth commanded whoever brings me weapons and horses those six will receive my blessings my happiness why would they not have all of their hearts desires fulfilled this command spread throughout all foreign and domestic lands six would spend their money and they would explore greatly carefully looking for horses and weapons of worth they would then offer them to the guru drench in love for the guru's lotus like feet day by day there was extraordinary excitement great amounts of six were now residing there in anandpur sahib with the guru they would train extensively in the science of warfare with weapons watching how the guru would revel in training the congregation from lahore got together and arrived there in anandpur with countless offerings As they set off from Bias River, they rested there for one night before then crossing the region of Dwapar. They got a boat at the banks of the Satluj River. Crossing the river, they then arrived in Anandpur Sahib. They set up their encampment at the Gurdwara, the Taramsala is the word used in the text. They ate their food and had prasad. When Guru Gobind Singh came out of the residence, the court session was set up and gloriously the guru sat amongst the congregation. The congregation who had come from Lahore to receive the darshan of the guru at that point they were resting for some days when they heard that the guru was seated now in court to deliver darshan the divine sight to the congregation 
They then took their offerings and arrived there at the court, placing them down in front of the Guru while bowing their heads. Out of the congregation from Lahore, there was a Khatri Sikh of the Supikhi clan. He too received the darshan of the ocean of intellect, Guru Gobind Singh. He desired to offer his daughter to the Guru for his heartfelt wish of liberation. And in this way, he thought in his mind as he headed towards the mother of the Guru, Mata Gujri, for this desire to be fulfilled. He bowed to Mata Gujri and said in his request, In my house, I have a daughter. I desire to make her the helper of the Guru. Understand me as poor. You may laugh at me. But the house of the Guru gives power to the powerless. It gives support to the supportless, the honor of the honorless. I stubbornly have this idea which I'm telling you. Otherwise, who am I? I'm nothing compared to the great Guru. Listening to this, the two mothers, Mata Gujri, Guru Gobind Singh's mother, Mata Nanaki, Guru Gobind Singh Ji's grandmother, they both agreed to this. And in creating this relationship, they thought it was a great idea. In this way, this Sikh of the Subikhi clan, the Khatri, he then left. He went back to his camp. And after that, he went to receive the darshan of Guru Gobind Singh. He clasped his hands in front of the Guru. And he said, I desire to make my daughter your servant. Dasi is the word used in the text implying wife. Please accept my daughter. Please hold true to your nature of the nourisher of the meek. The merciful Guru Gobind Singh then said, Now is a great time. Whatever you desire, please do as you wish. First, Mata Gujri explained to that Sikh, Bring your friends from Lahore here, whoever came here. And then, at an appropriate time, they placed a dried date in the mouth of the Guru. This is the engagement ceremony, essentially. When the Guru accepted this at that time, the Sikh from the Supikhi clan was so delighted in his heart, all the women of the city came together to congratulate the mother of the Guru, Mata Gujri. They all performed the traditions with great happiness. The small and large drums and instruments, bells and trumpets were being played. The women requested great amounts of laddus, distributing them to everybody's enjoyment and excitement, which expanded greatly across everybody. These women would sing so beautifully, like nightingale birds, such beautiful women with eyes like lotus flowers, would all get together, wearing stunning clothes with jewelry on all their limbs, with embroidered chunnis, scarves of extraordinary colors. Many beggars and people would arrive to watch it all. Both mothers were in such joy with it all, with such great respect they gave out money to the beggars. And in the house of the Guru there was such celebration. Some people came to play dolki, small drums. Some women came to sing in great bliss. Like this, many other celebrations and festivals occurred, and the Khatri then left back to Lahore. He got his brothers and relatives together and gave the news in great happiness. He told them all about it. Then they made their plan for the wedding, meeting with the men and women. They announced it in front of everybody. They said, we'll request in front of the Guru to come here, that they themselves would arrive here in Lahore liberating our congregation here, meeting with everybody here and performing the fere, the lama, the ceremony here. Making this plan, they then fixed a the time for the wedding and went back to visit the Guru. They arrived here in Anandpur Sahib, where everybody had heard the news of the upcoming wedding. They first delivered this news to Mata Gujri, who heard the plan. She was so delighted. The date was set for the month of Har, the 23rd. Both sides liked this timing. So hard in the western months would be between mid-June and mid-July. Then the father of the bride of the Supikhi clan went to the Guru and recited his request. The congregation which is in Lahore has this desire within their heart. 
that gracefully the Guru's wedding party would arrive there in the city of Lahore, performing the tukka, the ceremony of coming to the bride's house and the wedding ceremony with such enthusiasm, the desire to spread your praise. The brothers and relatives have all made a vow that they would perform the wedding in Lahore of my daughter. So now everything is up in your hands. It's up to you. If it is done this way, then my pledge will remain true. Guru Gobind Singh Ji heard this and said, In this place, in Anandpur Sahib, I'll fulfill your desire. I'll create a great Lahore here, which your brothers and relatives will come and reside in. I'll create markets. Folks of people will come here to live with their kids and wives. The creation of Lahore will be tremendous. And on that day, you'll see Lahore right here. Your vow will be kept true. And the wedding will occur here in this beautiful place. Hearing this, the Khatri then clasped his hands together and said, but now there are only a few days left until the wedding. Understand that there's only two months left. The date that was selected was the 23rd of Har. When will you create this Lahore of yours? Please don't let it happen in such a way where people laugh at me. The plume-wearing guru, Kalgitar, then said with love in his heart, I'll quickly make Lahore. When it is populated, when people begin to live here, then bring your family here as well. So now, begin preparing all the supplies and necessities. Watch it be created now, and then go back to your home. Then bring all your brothers and relatives here. So Guru Gobind Singh set the Khatri up at that spot where Guru Ka Lahore was to be made, and then proclaimed, having many Hukumnamas written. All the cities, villages nearby will quickly send these messages. If any Sikh works in trade, may they come to the Guru's Darbar. Those with some wealth, have them set up shop here. Those without any money for a house or a shop, they'll receive startup funds from the Guru's house to begin their businesses here. And at that time of the wedding, open your shops. Thousands of people will be here at that time. In all ways, set up and conduct your business here, selling beautiful silk cloths, subtle wool of beautiful colors, bushels of pearls, and great coral gemstones. There will be all types of wheat, butter, sugar. So all wise jewelers and cloth merchants all come. In this way, the Hukumnamas, the proclamations were written, and the Sikma sons took them to the various congregations. Wherever they arrived quickly, in reading the Hukumnamas, the villagers and the city dwellers understood a great task was to take place. Then all the Masans of the congregations giving out these proclamations, calling everybody to the wedding, they were all saying, there will be a great celebration for the Guru's first wedding. Come see the festivities, the drama of the wedding, and then also, earn great wealth. Grasp the great opportunity there is for you. Stay there many days thinking what's good for you and obtain the adarshan of the Guru. So in this way, chapter 9 concludes. In the next section, in the next chapter, we're going to hear more about the wedding of the Guru. So stay tuned for that. That's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Jain Patreon. <laughs>